Co-host of a wonderful podcast called The Kingdom Talks with Kings. Notice by his absent, King Uno is not here, but that's because we're here to promote something of his. King Uno canvases is something that I can't put into words. Picture perfect quality that you can get at a very inexpensive price. You mentioned my name, you can get up to get this ten dollars off your order. How do you do that? Okay, well, here's the thing. If if you mention my name, you get $5 off of all your orders. $5 off. That's nice. However, if you are a supporter, you will get an extra $5 off of your purchases. So, King Uno does canvases. And you're probably thinking, what? why would I need a canvas? Well, canvas can be for any occasion. And I mentioned this before. Celebration of life. A kid's birthday. Graduation. I know Valentine's Day just passed, but you know what? Mother's Day is coming up here pretty soon. Get a canvas done. And guess what? You won't regret it. I promise you. Grandmas always love to see their grandbabies. Send them a canvas. It's inexpensive. All you have to do is message us. Let us know what you need. We'll make sure it's taken care of. And we'll make sure that you are one happy customer and that the person that is receiving the gift is a happy customer. Now, you're probably wondering, what are the prices? Well, the prices range from $35 to $65. And I mentioned, you mentioned my name. It's actually $30 to $60. And it goes like this. A 15 by 14, which you can see in every single one of my streams, is $30. Now, if you want the product quicker for expedient shipping, it's going to cost you more. You'll have to deal with that with King Uno. I'm sorry. I can't give you answers because it's all going to be based on where you live. You know, it's just one of those things. Now, the sizes are 15 by 14, which is $35. And you mention my name is 30. Uh, 16 by 20, if you mention my name, is 45, but they actually go for 50. 16 by 24 is $65, but mention my name, it is $60. And again, you can get a canvas for any occasion. Now, how do you get a hold of us? You message my gaming page, Starking Gaming on Facebook. You'll find me, beautiful blue logo. That says Starking Gaming with the 8-6 in the back as a star. Or, or, or go to King Uno Canvases and message him there. Again, mention my name. You get $5 off. And if you're a supporter or subscriber on Twitch, you get an extra $5. Thank you guys all once again. And y'all have a beautiful, wonderful day. Can't wait to see you all soon. Behold the king, the king of kings. On your knees, dog. All hail. Bow down to the, bow down to the king. Bow down to the, bow down to the king. Hey, we're officially back. Officially back on the podcast. It's King Uno the Gamer. 
Star King Gaming. Kill the Vibes. King Uno Entertainment, I should say. ENT, whatever you want to call them. Big D Energy. Just call me the fucking ghost. That's what I am. Quit playing with me. Yeah, that's actually a factual statement. I have proof of that. I saw it on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> so originally we said top five factions, but there's one faction that I want to cover, and that is obviously the brood you mentioned. I I think it's a great faction. I think it's one of the most underrated factions. You know, Edge, Christian, Gangrel, great, great factions in their own right. And I actually have, let's see if we can pull up the uh, the Pornhub. I mean, uh, YouTube. I don't know if you can see my screen. Uh, yes. This entrance right here, the Brood. Can you hear it? I can't hear it, but I can see it. Yo, this is just classic, yo. Holy moly. Look at that. Hey, I ain't gonna fake the one. That was, I was trying to think he was a real vampire. I ain't gonna fake. Yeah, with those teeth and everything. <laughs> I never thought he was a vampire. Low key, like. That faction that everybody slept on. I mean, like everybody was sleeping on them. They definitely most slept on faction. I think. I don't know. Hey, speaking of, I'm actually about to download their uh, they theme song to my phone. Ain't nothing wrong with it. That's uh, I like it. I like I like all their stuff, man. They their matches they did. Um, ironically, Edge's first career match, he actually hurt somebody uh, before he even got into the Brood. Uh, and an interesting story: his debut uh, was in June 22nd of '96. 98 and uh first match in the wwe actually broke a guy's neck literally um sometimes gotta break a motherfucking neck <laughs> yeah you know and obviously we mentioned uh gangrel who's actually he wrestled as vampire warrior on, on the independence you know so i mean that's probably why they they went with the gimmick uh, and then christian came along a little bit later but they really started to really catch a lot of heat because this was like a different time Frame like they weren't doing these kind of gimmicks like that. Like these guys were definitely ahead of their time. Um, we mentioned uh, some of the other factions that uh, that they they had matches with the Hardy Boys, and Hardy Boys would actually come over and actually wrestle as the brood, the new brood with uh, Gangrel. I mean, it was it is kind of what it is, but this faction actually had some very good matches um edge and christian actually all uh both hall of famers to be i think i mean i don't think christian is right he's not yet no i don't think he will be honestly you don't think so i mean not unless he go in with it like um, with the brew or with edge not gonna go by himself oh you don't think he'll be a solo i mean either or i think i don't know he was pretty talented i mean kind of like a the owen hart of the you know the faction i guess you could say because you know owen hart was you know the most underrated wrestler on the faction the you know the Hart family um they actually actually had a a pretty good long tenure uh and it's so funny I'm looking at your stream and I just see my face twice like that shit funny as fuck <laughs> yeah it's cuz uh I'm sharing the screen I actually get I think I can there we go boom taken care of now you can't see your face twice motherfucker not <laughs> <laughs> I just see my face, motherfuckers. They had a, a, a November 2nd 
edition of Raw, they actually had one of the best matches of the 1998 for a three-on-three three three match. I guess the New Age Outlaws and X-Pac. Of course, this was when D-Generation X was coming around, and we'll talk about them in a little bit, DX. Uh, they really didn't have big-time titles as as a faction. Um, obviously, tag team champions for Edge and Christian was unlimited, it seemed like. Um, lightweight, heavyweight champion for uh, for for Christian, which is kind of the essential, you know, cruiserweight title, whatever you want to call it. Um, the storyline was Christian was introduced as Edge's brother, which, you know, obviously that's... That's only I hate. They always get the little brother role. Like, bro, quit with the brother shit. Like, yeah, it's bro. like Kane and Undertaker. You know, they're not brothers, you know. They're just close. But to be fair, Edge and Christian were best friends for, you know, 15 plus years at that point. They went to school together. Um, Lance Storm is another guy that they were pretty close to. Uh, let's be serious here. You know, Lance Storm. Um, they actually technically made their first ever debut at uh, WrestleMania. Was it? Which one was it? That Hulk Hogan lost to Ultimate Warrior in Montreal. They actually technically made their debut there. Hey, what's up, Lindsay? How are you? Um. So there was that. Uh. Oh shoot! I didn't share it out to. Discord. Hold on. I'm fucking up. Um, I still see myself twice, you fucker. You still see yourself twice? Yeah. How? What the fudge? Shouldn't. I don't know how to fix that then. See, on my end, you don't. I don't see it twice. Discord. I gotta actually do that, Lindsay. All right, I'm sharing this to Discord. Hold on, folks. All right, we're good. Yeah, that's where it's at, though, man. I got people that come in from there. They just leave your phone on red, so to speak. I got one, but uh, I don't ever use it. Yeah, we need to start doing it more. Okay, so the oh, brood. That I don't was, do it more. That was uh, King Uno's favorite faction. I said Raven's Flock. I'm, we're not going to cover them. There was just too, too much of a gimmick there. I just like the fact that you know Raven was just kind of. Out there in left field, so to speak. Like, I like Raven because he was like an outsider. And that's probably like been me my whole life, like, just like the outside person. Yeah, I, like, I relate to Raven in more ways than one. Yeah, Raven was uh, he was a pretty talented wrestler too. You know, just I don't know. Same thing. Gangrel got overlooked a lot, and I think Edge and Christian. I, I think Edge was definitely better than than Gangrel. Like I was okay with you know Edge's you know accolades. I mean the guys. A multiple-time uh, tag team champion, as I mentioned. He also won the WWE title multiple times. This guy's done it all in in the business, uh, and he's still wrestling at a pretty high level. You know, he can still go. That's just one last night at Elimination Chamber. Well, yeah, his wife. with his wife. Yeah, Beth Phoenix, who no longer wrestles. I mean, it's kind of crazy to to see see him still going. I just want to say the Shield is the greatest faction of all time. The Shield, yeah, that actually got voted a lot. But, I mean, looking at the wrestlers, we'll get to that in a little bit. We'll get to that here in a little bit. The, so we, I posted it on Facebook multiple times, top five factions. The guys pick, picked. Uh, DX was picked as number one, most picked. Uh, and That's only because they were, like, fan favorites, like the shit they did in the antics they oh, yeah. did. That's oh, yeah. That's how they got voted number one. Yeah. But if you go, like, based off of, like, talent, the impact and the talent that they had, it, it got to be the shield. Like, it's got to be, yeah. Nobody came onto the scene and wrestling like the shield did. Like, 
that's just that's just real facts. Yeah, no, actually. Speaking of of what you just said, let's fuck it. Let's go straight to the shield, man. Fuck it. Let's go straight to the shield. We'll cover this the way we want to cover it. All right, I can close that one. This is it right here. I remember this match like it was yesterday. Yeah, I, I just watched shit. it not that long ago. Man, how young they were back then. Oh, yeah. Look at the hair on, on Rollins. He's just that blonde and black. And this is, they always attacked right back when he was close to winning a title. This man yeah. got fucked over. Yeah, he didn't deserve it. <laughs> this was the first ever triple powerbomb that we saw in, in the WWE. That's Roman Reigns from NXT. Yep. Dean Ambrose. Of course, he wrestles with John Moxley now. Mm-hmm. Seth freaking Rollins. And then the triple powerbomb. JBL's look was like, what the hell is going on around here? That's crazy. That's crazy, huh? The the stuff they would pull off to during the, their tenure. The stuff that The Shield has done. I mean, I... I, I said that they were picked as the number four, but let's just go straight to the shield. All right, all right let's talk about it. Seth Rollins. He's won it all. He's the best member of the shield. Like, don't get me wrong. I love Roman Reigns. Oh, he's the oh one. no, that's not it. But the best wrestler is probably Seth Rollins. Like, it has to be Rollins. And that's not a knock against Dean Ambrose or John Moxley. He's great in his own right. Roman? I did a, uh, I did a little watching on podcast last night with Gopher over uh, right here on Twitch, actually. I'm going to say the same comment I made last night. Even though Roman's been champ for the last two years, Seth been carrying the company the last three or four years. She said Roman old fine ass. Oh shit. Oh, Seth's been carrying the company for the last like four years. Granted, Roman's been champion for the last two. I mean but Seth's been carrying the company for the last three. Seth can have a match with anyone and everyone and make them look better than what they really are. Exactly. That's I what mean, I'm saying. Like Seth been carrying the company. And Roman, he he has to have someone that can actually wrestle to make them look better. I mean, he could pull it off, but he's not as good in the ring as Rollins. I don't think. I I mean, he's yeah, good. Definitely the best technical wrestler out of that whole group. Like, yeah, and then Ambrose. I mean, he could have a pretty solid match with a lot of these guys. Roman was the powerhouse, so you expected big moves from him. Like he was the powerhouse of the group. You had the technical wrestler of the group, and then you kind of had like Dean Ambrose, who was just like in the middle. Shut up, Star. <laughs> Roman is the best. I. I don't think he's the best wrestler out of them. He might be the most powerhouse, but <laughs> I, I wouldn't go that that far. Okay, so Seth Rollins, Dean Ambrose, Roman Reigns, all three men have held pretty much every single title under the sun in the WWE. Roman was kind of the worst when it first when they first came out. He was kind of stiff working. A lot of people, uh, a lot of people didn't like like them. A lot of people weren't too sure of him. He was kind of a hard a hard one to, to watch, but then you had, I, I'm going to say this, like the closest comparison Dean Ambrose you could really have was Rowdy Piper. 
Like he was the guy you want to have the mic, you know, out of the group. He was the mic. I would guy. say Seth was the one that had a mic because Seth mic skills are just like immaculate. Like, well, I now they are. Like, They're definitely better now. When he first started, he had a lot of botches. If you actually really watch them. And like he messed the Roman was just terrible on the mic. I don't know if you really remember the early segments. Yeah, I remember. That's why Roman never used to talk. Like he was like a broad legend. He would never talk. Yeah, he yeah, and, and believe that. You know, like that's it. That's you know, you know, and Seth Rollins, there's a lot of comparison with with him as to like Shawn Michaels meets Rey Mysterio. Like he can be Shawn Michaels could have a five star match with anybody. Rey Mysterio, same thing, Rollins. Uh, definitely, he's amazing on the mic. I agree. Hey, you know what I want to see? Shawn Michaels versus Seth Rollins. Like, yeah. if I could have seen any match, I'd love to see that. Yeah, Shawn Michaels from like, like right before he hurt his back at that uh, that in that casket match against the uh, and the, yeah, uh, like Eddie Prime, Shawn Michaels. Yeah, versus, like, Seth, versus Rollins. Seth freaking Rollins. Oh yeah, I pay for that match. Oh, I would in a heartbeat. Now, now here's the thing with with this the Shield faction. What I'm really disappointed in, and it's nothing they did wrong. It was 100% nothing they did wrong. The one thing I was disappointed in is the fact that we didn't really have a full-on Wyatt family versus the Shields, you know. Yeah, I'm sorry. The uh, WWE creator didn't let that happen. Like, yeah, that, like that they, happen. it happened like what, like twice, and they could have. Oh, they could have done so much with that. And NXT, when they called up the Wyatt family, Bray Wyatt, you know, obviously, what he can do, what he is doing. And I'm glad to see him back. We haven't talked about that. First of all, let's let's stop. Bray Wyatt returns. Epic return. No doubt about it. Deserves to be back in the WWE. I am ecstatic to see what he's doing. The Fiend, you know, I didn't really care what he came back as. I mean, he could have came back as, what was it, Husky Harris or whatever it was. When he first Yeah, I, w- I would have been happy with that just to see Bray Wyatt back. But to see what they're doing, I love what they're doing. Um, there's rumors that Bo Dallas is coming in, that they're trying to do something with that. And uh, by the way, you guys, I am fully stiff, by the way, throwing that out there. <laughs> um, fully stiff now. Okay. Yeah, I'm fully stiff now, now that we're talking about Bray Wyatt. Um, <laughs> you know, Eric, Eric Rowan was actually okay. de- decent, you know, in the match. And then rest in peace, of course, Luke Harper. Like, I would have loved to have seen that faction the Wyatt family versus the shield. Like that was just, that would have been epic. And then of course, you know, Braun Strowman comes in, maybe they could have done something with the shield and brought somebody else in. I mean, it could even been heel versus heel. And I think a lot of people would have paid a lot of money for that. And that's the thing. Like the, the WWE wanted that, but they was like, no, nah, we're not going to do it. Like, bro, this is what we like. This is what's going to make you money right now. You got yeah. Two top factions, two yes. heel factions like that. Yeah. Like this, this fashion that busts into the scene, disturbing shit, wrecking shit. It then got this scary ass faction like who was like the next brood Undertaker Ministry of Darkness, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. It's like, yo, that's a great comparison. We'll right there. Let's make money and get the fans what they want. Yeah. Yeah. And we saw them have some decent matches. And you know, they had that ma- that one time where they fought the the Wyatt family in a in a very solid match. If you really watch the match, the shield goes over. Very good. The problem was with Vince was he just wanted to see the the shield do something different and it's it's weird to see what would happen uh the shield would actually face cm punk in a three-on-one uh match and at wrestlemania like you, you saw different things but that's not what the fans wanted they wanted the white family versus the shield and unfortunately we didn't get it that often 
not the Wyatt family. I I actually kind of miss the Wyatt family. You know, I don't. You know, obviously they will never. They definitely need to put the Wyatt family back together. Well, R.I.P. Luke Harper, but they need to put the Wyatt family back together. I think there's something in the works because I just knowing what Bray Wyatt you know has planned. Who knows? Who knows what's going to happen there? You know, and obviously what transpired with the Shield, Seth Rollins turns on on uh on them basically you know plan b for triple h they would get back together and do kind of like a farewell tour for dean ambrose which i thought i actually liked that and that was dope though. i'm glad they did that shit i was really glad like yeah like you don't see that like very often most times when wrestlers don't want to come back or don't want to you know they'll just go well fuck it we'll just write them off but they actually i thought they did really well with that faction you know bringing them back one last time kurt angle technically was a member of, of that faction for i remember like, kurt angle was an honorary member <laughs> yeah he was an honorary member they actually did the triple power bomb because roman angle, like, was, the, was that when roman had a <laughs> is that when roman had leukemia or something yeah. or something i don't know he um but i want i was so to get on that subject we talked about the Kurt Angle being there, I mean, so technically they've had a Hall of Famer. And your personal opinion, do, does all three members make it a solo? Do you think they just, you know, with D-Man, Dean Ambrose, I know he left, but he actually left on good terms. I feel like all three can really be in the Hall of Fame, but they said, well, Christian, I know Roman is going to the Hall of Fame. For sure. Seth is going to the Hall of Fame. For like, sure. Like, yes. I feel like Dean proved himself enough and was over enough that he can make it by himself because he can put on solid matches. When he was the same competitor, and his granted, he had that fucked up WrestleMania match with Brock Lesnar, which was stupid as shit. Yes, because WWE fucked it over. But Dean Ambrose can make it into the Hall of Fame by himself. But here's the thing: he's he he's still got some years left. His contract yeah, eventually yeah. could expire. He can come back and maybe even finish out strong. All I'm gonna say: if the Shield reunites, you don't see me lose my shit. <laughs> yeah, if if that would be I'm flipping shit. That would be the craziest thing I think to ever happen, especially if that happens this year at WrestleMania. Like, imagine a one-time thing. Because, I mean, I know Roman's a heel, and I know they got the bloodline thing, but imagine if the bloodline just completely turned on Roman and then, bam, Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose come in and save him. I will flip shit. When I tell you I will hit a backflip, and I haven't done a backflip since I was, like, 16, and I'm 30 now, I'm flipping shit. Yeah. Just imagine though, that'd be crazy to see that happen. I, I mean, anything can happen. I know WWE's in a hiring, you know, spree. Supposedly, there's a lot of rumors that are out there. They're trying to hire some Jack Young guy who's the top free agent in wrestling. Um, some reports with AEW possibly losing former Rusev now Myro. Um, there's a lot of rumors going around in and out of the WWE. You know. I mean, it's all rumors. It's all hearsay. We you know, obviously Cody Rhodes made his return at WrestleMania last year, and that was epic. I, you know, I called it to the T, almost, and we we both knew he was coming in to face Seth Rollins. So hey, we all know, that's the only thing I hate about social media today. Like back in the day, it would have been a legit surprise. Like who was Seth going to fight? Yeah, but we all knew, like, oh, he's fighting Cody Rhodes. Like that's so the only thing I hate about social media. Like nowadays, like the element of surprise isn't there no more. Yeah, I I think with the WWE they have they have the tools now. They have the wrestlers. I think having Cody Rhodes there, I think they really need to start pushing him the right way. I kind of would like to see 
Roman Reigns lose one of the titles, maybe not both. I would like to see the unification go back to where it was. And same thing with the tag titles. I love the Usos, though. I love watching their matches. They're actually pretty good. I, you know, I wish we could have had the bloodline in this faction thing, but the next faction we're going to cover. I Nico think, underscore Nutter Gaming says, You sexy hunk sound podcast meme. Oh, shit. You want to fuck it up? Yeah. That should not have been playing. Let's cover the Nation of Domination. This is actually one of my favorite moments right here. We are the nation. <laughs> Domination. <laughs> so Farouk is in a match with Crush, as he's known. Um, he would actually at one point join the Nation of Domination. Get slammed to the mat there. This is it's I, I kind of fast forward it a little bit. Takes a boot and then there is a rep up. I fucking hate the referee buzz, bro. Like, why do you got to stay down for 25 minutes after yeah. you get after the quarter, bro? What a, what a lazy-ass elbow drop. Oh, that's going to finish him for sure. And then Rock comes over, checks on. I think that's Jack Dillon. Hey, drop. Uh, like, why he got on booty shorts and them little... Little loafers. Uh, Look at this. Pants. And then he turns heel. And then the next week, he would have that die, Rocky, die... But can we just talk about these booty shorts the Rockets wearing? Like, yeah, what? What is up with that? What is up with that? My boy looks like he going to a family barbecue. He got on a nice little uh, shoes. Got on a little boot shoe, like he about to just one two step in the motherfuckers. The, the thing he was actually like low key popular. Why are you pulling him up, bro? <laughs> and then of course the infamous uh, Nation of Domination little. And it's Black History Month. Let's go. Quit playing with me. You know, it was funny because, like, they were. Let's talk about this faction real quick. Okay. Okay. Wait, 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 wait. wait, wait. Go back to that. Go, go back to that video. Go back to that Before video. Yeah. Let's talk about this guy right here. Yeah. <laughs> that is. They found the whitest guy they could find <laughs> that totally hates black people. You know for a fact that guy hates black people. Holy crap. I got that. I don't know what he is. Like you can yes. tell he hates black people for a living, bro. Yeah. He says it's the R he says it with a hard R. For sure. With like three of the motherfuckers in the And that's end. his grandma right there. She probably owned a slave back in her day. <laughs> All right, I better stop before I get kicked off. You oh fuck. That was fucked up. That was that was Fucked up. I should not have said canceled, that. Bro. Oh, I'm for sure canceled now. That is for sure going to get me canceled. That is for sure going to get me canceled. Um, But let's talk about that faction <laughs> before we get canceled. Uh, I, I, I was going to say, you know, Ron Simmons, obviously a Hall of Famer. Farouk. Uh, damn. You know, that's all I got to say about him. <laughs> I mean, that guy, the guy, no doubt about it, deserves it. The Godfather's also in. He would become a member. Uh, Mark Henry's in there, uh, the Hall of Fame. And of course, one day The Rock will be. Um, but the members consisted also of uh, members consisted of Farouk, PG 13, Clarence Mason, Crush, D'Lo Brown, Savio Vega, Kama, aka The Godfather, Rocky Maivia, and then, of course, The Rock. Ahmed Johnson was hey, in D'Lo there. Brown, yeah. 
Ahmed Johnson was in there for like a cup, a cup of coffee. Mark Henry, Owen Hart actually was a member of that faction. Of course, I uh, Owen Hart is no longer with us. Neither is Crush. Crush actually has since passed away. Owen Hart, of course, died and tragically in a very sad fall. Um, but I want to talk about about that those names I've listed. You know, obviously. It sucks because Owen Hart will never be in the Hall of Fame as long as Helen Hart is so against the WWE and Vince McMahon and everything that he's done. And it's sad because he's well-deserving of it. I know his career got cut short. Who knows what would have happened? I'm not saying he would have been a main eventer, but he did have some great matches with you know his brother and, and a lot of other people. Um, and... The main faction, I'm I'm not really gonna go too much into details with that whole PG thirteen group. They were like a fake white rap group wannabe. <laughs> Clarence Mason was supposedly a lawyer for them. Um, but D'Lo Brown, I think, was the most underrated wrestler on there. Like he just never got the accolades that, you know, a lot Does of D'Lo Brown here make it to the Hall of Fame. <laughs> oh, he he I think this whole faction should be. I think the Nation of Domination should be in the Hall of Fame. I I love watching Farouk, even when he was with the you know the APA. I love that. That was like one of my favorite tag teams. Uh, Mark Henry, the sexual chocolate. I mean, come on, you can't go wrong with that. And then of course, Kama with the Godfather, the whole train, all that, everything. I don't know it. There was so much that they could have done and they didn't. And it, you know, it, it kind of sucks. You know that they brought in Ron Simmons. You know as a whole gladiator pro, you know, persona that they tried to, I don't know, they tried to make, and it looked terrible. It was, I don't know, he he looked good, but he was balding, and they were trying to cover it up. And, we had that George Jefferson going. Yeah, exactly what he had. And then they tagged him, they paired him with Sonny, who I think Sonny fucked everybody in the WWE, WWF, whatever. Fucking all the police officers on 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 the job, like yeah, she she probably fucked the the security guy that let her in. She was definitely the whore of the of the group. But the faction actually was created with you know Farouk wanting to be something big, uh, you know, which is you know, and let, let's be honest, Farouk was at that time, you know, no offense to these other guys, but Farouk was probably the best of that group. Of course, the Rock, I think, obviously is the best now. But then you know, Rock was still Rocky, so it was before, he was still trying to come into his own. Like he was, yeah, still he was trying definitely to... trying to come into his own, and he definitely did. Um, Mark Henry was a massive green powerhouse that they got, and definitely was a very good wrestler in his own right. He's a Hall of Famer, you know, for a reason. He had some pretty good matches actually. I was watching a lot of them. I was kind of impressed with that. Uh, Mentioned Savio Vega, very underrated wrestler, doesn't get the accolades he deserves. But the faction was actually created with Farouk, and he actually uh, would would show Clarence Mason and tell him that this is our new manager. Um, and uh, supposedly he had a lawsuit going. There's a bunch of BS that was going on, but obviously he dropped that Roman Gladiator gimmick in favor of the Nation of Domination director. Uh, the Nation of Domination at the Royal, the 1998 Royal Rumble, or 1996 Royal Rumble, would uh, would actually start a rivalry with Ahmed Johnson around SummerSlam. I'm sorry, SummerSlam 1996. That's when the rivalry with Ahmed Johnson would would start. Ahmed Johnson was kind of a overrated wrestler, 
in my opinion, the guy was always hurt. Um, apparently, there was an incident that took place where he actually broke one of Farouk's ribs, and uh, for Farouk. Uh, every time I hear about, every time I hear Ahmed Johnson, I think about when Goldust kissed him, and he just freaked the fuck freaked out. Freaked the like, fuck out. Yes, yes. That yeah, that was definitely, um, definitely something. Um, we're gonna cover this faction in long form because they were a major part of the Attitude Era. Yeah. Um, I don't want to get too much into it, but you know they had. I mentioned members that left. Um, Ahmed Johnson was in it, then he got forced out because he legit got hurt. And then that's when Rocky Maivia came in and replaced him. Um, th- meanwhile, there was a few other members at that point: Vega, Savio Vega, and Crush. They both formed their own rival faction, Los Barricas, and the Disciples of Apocalypse, which was made up a bunch of get this white bikers you know, trying to pull off the Sons of Anarchy. And this would kind of start what the WWF was trying to create with, a, I guess you could say, a gang war. Um, I wouldn't go that far. They they definitely were, I don't know. I, I want to say, I want to say they were just trying too hard. Uh, to, Back in the day, and even currently, like, WWE tries too hard with, like, certain things, like, try to, to try to push certain things. It's like, Sometimes they just need to let it play out. Like they don't need to kind of just like force it. It's like they're trying to make us like this or try to make us hate this. And just like, yo, just just, just let it play out. Yeah. No, and I agree one hundred percent. Like they need to, they need to like just kind of let things figure out. Um, you know, it, they were a pretty solid faction. Uh, you know, overall, looking at the like I said, the wrestlers, you know. A few Hall of Famers, and definitely could be more with with Owen Hart and The Rock. But I, you know, I really like that faction. I, I think they could have been a top five Attitude Era faction. I don't think they were a top five overall faction. I mean, you, with the factions that are out there, and with the accolades that they've had, the Shield you mentioned, they, they're definitely better than the Four Horse uh, than the Four Horsemen accolades now because. Ric Flair was really the main guy for for them. Like, you know, Arn Anderson had a great career. It was like Ric Flair. Like, Ric Flair was like Beyonce, and then it was like Destiny's Child. Like, yeah, that's exactly what it was, was the Four Horsemen, exactly. Um, you know, they had they had some big names, but they weren't as big as they could have been. Um, you know, we'll talk a lot about some of these factions more so as we get more podcasts in. Um, the month of May, I would love to just cover, even if it's a two-part podcast, Owen Hart, um, the life and death of Owen Hart, because uh, he he was born May 7th. He passed away May 26th of 98, I believe, at the, uh, I want to say it's like Bad Blood was the name of the pay-per-view event where he tragically fell to his death, uh, sadly. You know, and it, yeah, we can do that. We can have to do that. Yeah, I would love to do even like I said, even if it takes us two two different weeks to do it. You know, I would love to do that because you know I, he deserves so much accolades, and he's never gonna get them, unfortunately. Um, you know, and it, it's sad. It's sad to see what what's going on there. We're back to that guy again. <laughs> Fucking neo Nazi. So I want to play the NWO next because. <laughs> Oh shit! What is it? Oh shit! That is best quality. 
So which NWO did you like better, the red and black or the black and white? I was always a Wolfpack guy. <laughs> and then you see these guys right here. They just beat the hell out of people with bats. This is what I wanted to share right here. The Scott Riggs. That's where he actually, I think, legit hurt his eye, if I'm not mistaken. And then Ray Mysterio right here. Poor little Ray Ray. Cruiserweight champion Ray Mysterio. Bam! Right in the fucking head. Hello, Ray. Hey, Ray Ray took a beat in his whole career. I can't even Oh, yeah. He always bounced back. All right. I had to share that. I had to share that. Uh, there's one thing I wanted to do. Uh, I don't know what. I'll have to do it off stream, I think. Oh, wait. Got it. All right, sorry. I had to do that before I forgot. <laughs> I would have just reminded you. It's all good. Yeah, eventually. Um, but the NWO, we, we've covered them in long form. Uh, you know, I'm not going to go too much fully into detail because we have covered the creation of the NWO. Scott Hall, Kevin Nash, they both left the WWE because of money. Um, joining WCW, becoming the Outsiders. You know, of course, Hulk Hogan turns heel at the uh, Bash at the Beach pay-per-view event where he... Uh, Lake dropped uh, Macho Man Randy Savage to make him the third member. And pretty much everybody and anybody that was in WCW at one point was a member of WCW. It's like the Wu-Tang Clan. Like, you never know how many people was in the group. Yeah. Like, was well, they, three or four people. they had like a thousand people in that group at one point, I think. Um, I think the only one that never really went over was was what maybe Rey Mysterio, but they had the LWO, so they were trying to do their own thing. That's what I'm saying. Like you, you had like 45 members, but only we only knew like three of them. Yeah. Then you had the NWO, then you had the Wolfpack, you had the LWO. It's like yo, y'all just literally repeat shit. Yeah, it's just like why, why you know? And then the thing with the Eric Bischoff with the NWO is he just kept trying to drag it on and shove it down people's face, and it, it just backfired on him, unfortunately. But the NWO had some great accolades obviously you know they're in the hall of fame as a faction hulk hogan is a what one wonderful i don't want to say wrestler he's a wonderful part of the business because of what he has done i mean look at what he brought in he now a lot of these wrestlers can go to acting he was a major part of that trend obviously you see what the rock's done you see what john cena is doing i'm kind of speaking of speaking of that shit i'm pissed the fuck off uh -oh. because randy orton should break Great Flair's record for multiple times. I agree. No, I saw yeah. something on Sportster or something like that where it said um, that Randy Orton has never left WWE. He's never he did a movie, but ha never had any intentions on becoming an actor. That's because the movie flopped. I I felt even if the movie was successful, like The Rock and uh, Cena, everybody, yeah. everybody was, he would still stay. I think he would have stayed for sure. Yeah. Orton should break the title, I mean the record, but I feel like they won't give it to Charlotte. So what's the point of having one flare break another flare record? Yeah. No, I agree with that. I agree 100% with that. I think that, I think Orton should be the one to break the record. Uh, I think he deserves it. You know, uh, we'll see what happens too when he comes back. I don't know if he's going to be staying a long time because he fucked up his back pretty bad, I guess. For those of you who don't know, Orton's my favorite wrestler of all time. I don't give a fuck what Oh yeah, he's, he's one of my, he's my favorite heel for sure. 
Like my all-time favorite heel is Randy Orton. I love watching him as a heel. I kind of was hoping to see him turn on Matt Riddle. I don't know if that's going to happen. I think they had plans of before he got hurt. I think they had plans that happened before he got hurt. Yeah, I really, I would love it. Honestly, I would love to see it. Uh, oh nine Orton, or not? Oh nine heel Orton, like ball headed Orton, like no wrist tape Orton was a fucking menace to society. Yeah, no, I agree with that. One hundred percent. Oh nine Orton, ball headed, like he was a fucking menace. And then you look at what he's done, even. Like he punted Vince McMahon and legit punted him because Vince McMahon said he wanted to take the bump for real. Like he didn't want to take a half ass bump. And I don't know. It was the accolades there or for him, they should be. I mean, he should be the one to break it. I agree. Uh, we talk about the NWO. You know, with all the members they had, I could see Randy Orton being a member on that. Just throwing that out oh, there. <laughs> I think, you know, if they would have done or something similar, even if they did like a different kind of thing. I mean, I think if something like that happens, honestly, it'll be at AEW, to be honest. Um, There's not AEW versus like WWE, like Survivor Series type ish. Yeah. Yeah, that would be kind of cool if they did that. But I don't think that'll happen unless Tony Khan buys buys WWE or vice versa. WWE buys them. And I don't know what's going to happen. I heard WWE's up for sale, so I don't know. Like they, they don't supposed to be up for sale, but they're talking about selling it to uh, Saudi Arabia. Okay, so you have a whole section full of talented female wrestlers. Not divas. Yes. Not, you know, yep. uh, little women. You have female wrestlers so you want to sell the company to us to a country that don't even like females yeah and sometimes the females like becky lynch bianca belair uh charlotte flair much i don't like her charlotte flair um who else uh like trish trish stratus leading all them like who set ground and paved the way and currently carrying the women's division you're going to sell the, the company to a country that don't like women so you want to just out women? Yeah, and no, I, I agree. You know, and it, it's unfortunate that that's something that was considered. Um, I think that if anybody should buy it, it should be somebody that actually loves wrestling. Somebody preferably in America that will keep. Yeah, the let me throw some money, man. I about WWE. Yeah, I wish I had it, man. Fuck. I'm playing favoritism. My boy Orton, hey, bro, you about to be a part time champ. You getting the title, dog? Come on. Yeah. Yeah, you don't even need to work, bro. I just need you every pay-per-view event. That's it. <laughs> Bianca Belair going to keep her title. My boy Angelo Dawkins going to get a title. Montez Ford getting a title. Shoot, that'd be kind of awesome. Or you going to break the uh, the record. Charlotte, you would never hold the title again as long as, I'm in, as long as I'm running the company. Thank God. I would love that. I do not and like I, Charlotte Flair. Let, let me be Jim for, for a week. Yeah. Yeah. Now, make it a year. Make it a year. Let's see what happens to the business. <laughs> So the next faction I want to talk about is the Four Horsemen. You know, obviously I mentioned Ric Flair, obviously a great wrestler. The Four Horsemen's in the Hall of Fame as well. Um, the original Four Horsemen was Ric Flair, Ole Anderson, Arn Anderson, Tully Bl- uh, Blanchard, who actually his daughter is a wrestler, Tessa or something like that. Yeah, something like that. I would and say then JJ uh, Dillon as well. JJ Dillon would actually still be a part of WCW, WWF. He was actually a major part of the booking, the behind the scenes. 
Um, he dealt, I guess he did a lot with talent relations. He actually was kind of like a GM for WCW for a short while. Uh, he did a lot with the business and, you know, they had some great wrestling matches as a whole singles. Arn Anderson, Ole Anderson were actually, uh, kayfabe brothers. Again, another, they just ironically had the same last name. So it kind of, they kind of just kind of played it off. That's what, that's what I just hate that. Like, Oh, they're brothers. No, they're not. Yeah. No, they were legit. Not related at all. They actually were pretty good together. Um, I liked watching, a lot of their matches, I mean, if you watch some 80s matches, they, there were some good ones in 86, 87 era. Uh, definitely well-deserved tag team champions. And obviously, they, like I said, they made it the Hall of Fame. Um, here are some of the members that they would actually add on. Lex Luger, Barry Windham, Sting, Sid Vicious, Paul Roma, who is an interesting character. Uh, by the way. What's that? I said, shout out to Sid Vicious. By yeah, the way. Sid Vicious. We don't talk about him enough. He's uh, he was pretty part, big part of the uh, Attitude Era. Maybe we'll do a podcast with just him because I mean, he had a few good promos in his day. I like to, I like to cover. Um, uh, Brian Pillman, R.I.P. Obviously, great wrestler. Chris Benoit, also again, R.I.P. Steve. Mongo- boy, they, 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 they talk about Chris Benoit, boy, you trying to get canceled for real? <laughs> Steve Mongo McMichael, who's actually struggling from. Uh, from ALS, which is uh, Lou Gehrig's disease. Um, Kurt Henning, who's also no longer with us. Uh, Dean Malenko was in there for a little while. And Jeff Jarrett, rest in peace to his father, who just passed away a few days ago. Oh, yeah, um, he did. I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you know. But Je- Jeff Jarrett was pretty pretty big for a short while that he was in there. Of course, Kurt Henning, um, the infamous spot, you know, gimmick that they did where he took Arn Anderson's quote-unquote spot. Um, obviously, a great overall faction in their own right there. You know, I I must say, like, I I love the Four Horsemen promos, but when it came down to the matches, like... I, I mean, say they were better, like, at cutting promos. Like, they were, like, they're better promoters than they are wrestlers. Yeah, they were definitely better, yes. At promoting than they were wrestlers. I mean, don't get me wrong. Ric Flair was a great wrestler. Chris Benoit solo did great. Brian Pillman did great. Steve McMichael not so much, but that's not the point. <laughs> that's not the point. <laughs> that's not the point. But I mean, that Barry Windham actually was a pretty solid wrestler. They WWF would try to bring him in as a stalker gimmick, and yeah, that didn't go very well. Uh, <laughs> um, Tolly Blanchard actually was a pretty solid wrestler. Uh, the they the originals were actually really good. Arn Anderson, I think, was a better tag team wrestler than he was anything the enforcer, so to speak. Uh he he won a few titles like the US title, uh, which is like the you know, same thing as the Intercontinental title for you know it's still they still have the US title in WWE, but it wasn't, you know, like the big name title that they had. I think he actually was a TV title that he held. But, I mean, not overall bad, but obviously Woman was a part of them for a while. Miss Elizabeth, Deborah McMichael, you know. And I thought this was funny that Charles Robinson was like Little Nate. They called him Little Nate. Charles yeah, Robinson. Yeah, and he's still he's still relevant because he's still refereeing for the WWE still to this day. That guy's been around forever. You know, it's kind of funny to look at. But here are some of the accolades that they had. This is this is just as as they were a faction. Uh, Jim Crockett Promotions Wrestling, uh, uh, WCW, 
They were uh, NWA, NWA heavyweight champion, Tully, Tully Blatcher won it once. Tag team champions, obviously, I mentioned Ole and, and Arn. They won it for the NWA as well. NWA United States champion, five times for uh, Tully. Once for Lex Luger, who was also in the faction. Barry Windham was in there once. Ric Flair won it once. Steve McMichael won it once later on when it was the WCW heavy, uh, United States heavyweight champion. Um, the NWA World Heavyweight Champion Ric Flair won it a total of six times as a member of the Four Horsemen, which is pretty good. Um, the WCW Tag Team Champions Arn Anderson, Tully Blanchard won it twice. Arn Anderson and Paul Roma won it once, and Chris Benoit, Dean Malenko also won it once. I, this that's just crazy to think that Arn Anderson actually didn't win it with 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 Oli in that that era. Um, I just, I did not know that honestly until just now, but Arn Anderson actually held the television champion a total of, of four times and Tully Blanchard held it three times. Pretty impressive. And then of course the world heavyweight champion, Ric Flair held it eight times. Um, pro wrestling illustrated for those who don't know, that's the PWI is what PWI insider. insider. Yeah. That's, that's our boy, Dave Meltzer, who we, you guys will hear us talking about, um, the feud of the year, four horsemen versus superpowers. And the Road Warriors in 1987, Ric Flair versus Lex Luger in 1988, Ric Flair versus Terry Funk in 1989, Ric Flair versus Lex Luger again in 1990. The Manager of the Year award went to J.J. Dillon in 1988. Match of the Year, Ric Flair versus Dusty Rhodes in 86. Also again, Ric Flair in 89 had Match of the Year with Ricky Steamboat. The Most Hated Wrestler of the Year, 1987, was Ric Flair, which... I mean, he's a heel. You're supposed to hate him, so that's you know not a bad. Actually, it'd be so funny. Like speaking of heel, like how Roman Reigns is a heel now. Yeah, it'd be so funny. Everybody's like, I hate Roman. He always cheats to win. This and the third. He's a heel. The point is to hate him. You're yep. That means that that means they're doing something right. If you see that, like for example, you're just saying that Jay's house posted on on Facebook. Like, I hate how Roman had a cheat to win. It's like if he's not doing that, then he's not doing his job right as a heel. Just saying. I'm throwing that out there. Uh. Ric Flair won Wrestler of the Year three times, 85, 86, 89, and get this. In 2003, uh, PWI did a special edition uh, for a magazine. They rated the 500 best singles wrestlers. Ric Flair finished second on that list. And, of course, we mentioned WWE's Hall of Fame. Um, you know, the Ric Flair, Arn Anderson, Tully Blanchard, uh, Barry Windham, and J.J. D- uh, Dillon all in there. Um, some personal f- accolades that Dave Meltzer would get best heel 1990 was Ric Flair best interviews was Arn Anderson in 90 Ric Flair 91 94 the best feud of 89 was Ric Flair versus Terry Funk um, match of the year Ric Flair versus Barry Windham in 86 Ric Flair versus Sting in 88 Ric Flair versus Steamboat 89 most charismatic wrestler in 93 was Ric Flair. Most outstanding wrestler was Ric Flair, 86, 87, 89. Reader's favorite wrestler, Ric Flair, from 85 to 93, which is kind of funny how he was the most hated. He was the most hated but most loved by the readers. So, I mean, that's kind of funny. And then wrestler of the year for 85, 86, 89, and 90 was Ric Flair. I mean, not bad accolades, obviously. You know, for that faction, and you know, definitely Hall of Fames. Hey, Harley, how you doing? I hope you guys are all doing well. I appreciate all you guys tuning in. Now, 
The final faction that we're going to cover is DX. We've already talked about them before. We're going to be talking about them again multiple times because they were huge in the in the Attitude Era. They were listed as the number one by the fans. Um, I know it sucks you don't have audio, but there is something I want to play, and it's hilarious. You'll have to rewatch the stream. I got if, you. If, or I'll send it to you because it's so funny. I, gotta I remember this. I remember this one. I already know it. To 11 p.m. I remember this. This promo like it was yesterday. Use the words. Ass. This was one of the funniest promos hell, of all time. And oh bitch. yeah. We will China never. Just staring. However, use the words. China shit. Scared me, Loki. Oh yeah. Fuck. Goddamn. Jesus Christ. Faggot. Or I'm any still mad about them when they turn to like, like, slurs. Oh, for sure. Now then. As it pertains to video, that. to we promise that. there will be less dick references. Oh, shit. What you I was here looking at some of the pictures and highlights from last night. God damn it. Fuck. Granted. Anyway, I watched there will be less penis references. Oh, and one last thing. Even though many of you believe that currently the favorite pastime in the oral office is... I did not. <laughs> just saw that. I, like, I repeat. I did not sleep I seen it with that there. young intern. As a matter of fact, I was up all night. <laughs> As a matter of fact, I was up all night. All right. So, DX, let's, uh, we, I mentioned we talk about them in, uh, in, in some long form. The, the faction consisted originally of Triple H, Shawn Michaels, China, and Rick Rick Rude. Rick Rude would actually leave after the Montreal screw screw job, which I really yeah. think we need to cover that because we keep going over it. Um, a few other wrestlers would also leave because of that. Obviously, Bret Hart and a few others come to mind. Well, the faction started off with Shawn Michaels wanting a quote unquote insurance policy. That's why Rick Rude came in. Um, they actually started. Uh, they started tag teaming uh, Triple H and Shawn Michaels prior to becoming a faction. Um, they were both getting pretty decent pushes. They had a match up against uh, Kane and I mean uh, Mankind and the Undertaker. They faced them uh, a few times. There were some few other matches, but then they when they became the faction entirely, that's when you started seeing the the immature, you know, personas come out and. I think that's what gravitated a lot of people because a lot of people were wanting to be degenerates like they're, you know, being called. And I think the most infamous lines was, you know, Sean saying something about Bret Hart calling us a degenerate. I'm, I'm not sure if I'm a degenerate or not, you know, act like he doesn't know what it means. You know, you know what I mean? And it's like, I, I, they both played off each other so well. And the things they would do with Sergeant Slaughter, the things that they would continually do, overall like it just it was so mind-blowing at what what would transpire in the wwe i just i still to this day cannot believe everything that they did looking back on it like mooning the camera asking girls to show their tits um the faction would also come on you know, Shawn michaels would actually legitimately be hurt would have he had a matchup against undertaker uh casket match where he was flipped over the ropes it doesn't look that bad if you watch it but you could tell he hit his back wrong. Um, he had to have back surgery, kind of retired, 
walked away and ended his career of what they thought was going to be permanent. He obviously come back, but Triple H would take over the leader and would bring in, they would bring in X-Pac. And then of course, New Age Outlaws would become a part of the faction, thus really making my personal part of the, don't get me wrong, I love Shawn Michaels, I, but it was so much better with X-Pac and I just felt like they were doing more antics. They started using super soakers. Um, I know you, you remember the whole making fun of the nation of domination. Yep, you know, I mean, all the little antics and stuff they did, like it was great. antics like, that they would do. Yeah, that's why I say like um, the shield is better than the DS because DS was just more so about antics and making you laugh. Yes, they were better with the the promos and everything. Yeah, but other than that, I think if you put the shield versus DX and it, the the way I look at the three best, if I had a pick, it'd be Shawn Michaels, Triple H, and then. I, I would say Billy Gunn because he's more of a powerhouse than Xbox. I think Xbox is a better wrestler. Uh, I I, th- I still think I would go with Billy Gunn. Um, I'm going Billy Gunn or Xbox. Yeah, I I think Billy Gunn was just much better. I mean, look at what he's still doing. He still can wrestle. Um, but going with uh, you know, with those three versus Shield, uh, Shield are winning all day. I think even if you put the five, you know, Xbox. And uh, Road Dog in there as well. I think the Shield can still dominate in a five-on-three match. Honestly, I think it would be good to see that. Shawn Michaels versus Seth Rollins at the prime. Triple H versus Roman Reigns at their prime. Yep. Oh, you put Roman Reigns now versus Triple H back then. Oh, that would have been awesome. That would have been awesome to see two powerhouses going at it. And, of course, I mean, you can't really go wrong with, with Dean Ambrose with whoever you put him in the ring with. I think him and X-Pac would have had a five-star match all day, every day, because they're both talented wrestlers. Seth Rollins and X-Pac, too. Man, there were so many opportunities they could have had if they were you know, around then. That would have been some some amazing matches. Um, but, you know, I mentioned that DX is, was known for their sophomoric pranks and, and all that, and when they... They broke up, kind of did their own thing back in 2006. Shawn Michaels, Triple H would meet up again, creating a kind of newer DX, and Triple H would get hurt. They break up again, and then Shawn- I a lot of people got hurt. Like it, it was just so crazy how easily they got hurt, but you wouldn't know for real. Yeah, no, you didn't know. Like you, you weren't like it was just like hearsay. Well, you know, Triple H, you did know for sure he was hurt because he tore his uh whatever it was he tore in prior in his right leg when he tried to spine buster. I want to say Edge or or was it when it was RKO, rated RKO? I think, I think it was rated RKO. That's when he did it. Yeah, I'm not sure. I know what you're talking about. But I, I can't yeah, and then Tri- Triple H messed up his leg, and then Shawn Michaels would uh, cut a promo like the next day, and he would actually super kick. I, I want to say it was was it EC3. And a, and a promo, I have to find done wrong too. Like he had potential. Oh too. fuck yeah, he did. They did him way dirty. The first time, second time, they did. They just, they, I don't know. They could have done so much more with him. There's a lot of wrestlers. Maybe that's something we can cover one day. Like seriously, I think we should cover wrestlers that got overlooked. Man, um, that's the case. I can, I can, I got a list for days. We do that. I got a whole list for days. That's gonna have to be like a two part episode. Yeah, no, easily because there's a lot of things that W. We'll call it WWE misses. Um, you know, covering it all. Uh, but I mean, I don't know. DX was my personal favorite faction from that from the Attitude Era. Um, are they my favorite faction? 
I, I don't know because like looking at like yes, it's in my top, but it's not my favorite. I just can't make them my favorite. I just can't. Oh, I get why. There's so many other great factions, like you said, the Shield prime example. Like there's so many great wrestlers. I love the only watching. Thing I can put DX as my favorite faction is if it's based off of soul antics, like and like crowd pop. That's the only way. But if you're talking about all around, it can't be DS. Nobody can say DS is the best faction. I agree, one hundred percent. Everybody have an opinion, so they can. But I would disagree with it wholeheartedly. And you know, if if you're talking about wrestlers, you know, a lot of people say, "Well, Shawn Michaels might be one of the greatest of all time." Well, Seth Rollins is in the same category, you know. So you can't really go, you know, that route with it. You know, I don't know. My personal opinion is that they're they're both great factions. The Shield. I think the Wyatt family you could put in there because they, they could have had so much potential. Um, obviously, Bray Wyatt's doing what he's doing now. I mean, there's rumors with Bray Wyatt getting Alexa Bliss to join him. Um, I think she should go back with him because that was dope when she was with oh, him. Oh, yeah. Especially when she was on top of that, whatever it was, when she was dripping that black, whatever. Oh, uh, yeah, that little black liquid type Against uh, Randy Orton, right? Wasn't that against Randy Orton? That was his last match. That's when he officially left. Yeah, that's when, yeah, that was the last time you saw Bray Wyatt. And then. He left, and now he's back. You know, it's just, I don't know. We need to cover, I think what we should do is cover some more recent stuff here pretty soon. Like, not not like, obviously, we're covering the, the Attitude Era, yes. But I would like to also, you know, bring in, like, because WrestleMania is coming up. I would like to cover after WrestleMania, our, or even before WrestleMania, bold predictions, what's going to happen. Maybe we could cover that, you know, and. Start doing that as a podcast, so we'll talk about that for sure. Also, what we can do is, uh, well, I'm already booked for WrestleMania this year. I'm doing a, a watching on the Gulf again. Yeah. But what we can do is, um, like, we can watch we can have watch alongs on you know on Twitch or whatever, and we can you can do polls like we can watch along like who you think will win like we just do a poll on your Twitch and stuff, and so can I, and just like that be what you get the chat to engage and shit. Yeah, we'll have to. We'll talk about it more off stream. Yeah, we'll we'll have to talk about all this off stream, but definitely we need to do something for WrestleMania afterwards too. I I would like to do maybe get Gopher involved in ours too. I like Gopher. I I talked to that Brian guy. Guys, there's a lot of things that we're trying to do. Um, Brian is uh, actually a wonderful content creator, lay math champion. I'm surprised he actually hasn't been in here. Um, Actually, my stream isn't popping off. I don't know what's going on. Usually I have people... Oh shoot! I never did fully share it on Discord. You got what you mean, bro? Oh, shows three or my Oh shit! That's because I'm looking at something else. That's not three. <laughs> that was thirteen, I think. But we got a lot to cover this year. I think I want to get back into these podcasts. Maybe try to do more. Um, maybe have it to where my camera's fucking working. Figure that out. I don't know what's going on. I know it was working earlier. Might be just because I'm using Streamlabs. I don't know. We'll figure everything out, I'm you guys. Live after this motherfucker, you better tune in before you go to sleep. Oh, I'll be, I'll be in there. I'm not going to bed for a little bit. I got about another hour before I go to bed. <laughs> I know you're not bed, sir. Man, you already talked about that. <laughs> yeah, I, I'll be, I'll be awake for a, uh, a little bit. Yeah, and I, I got to at least make sure Marsha knows that I'm alive. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, is there anything else you want to add to this particular? Uh, Oh, this podcast was just great. Like, it, it felt good to be back, man. Sorry we've been away for so long. You know, life happened to both of us. Yeah, appreciate you know everybody coming back, kicking it with us. It was a great episode. Back, we will be. We'll try to be more consistent with uh you know our episodes and whatnot. 
But, definitely, uh, definitely. Also, if you guys, you know, need a canvas, you know, holla at your boy. Can yes. You, you guys, yeah. if when you listen to the podcast, you'll actually be hearing a special promo that I did. I actually added it onto the last podcast. Um, technically, I started a new season for us. I consider the season four now. I was like, uh, we're in season three or four, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. we're in season four now. So yes, we're going to keep going. We're going to keep doing this. Uh, there's no no plans of quitting on the podcast because I love doing these podcasts. It, not only does it make me and King and talk, and but we're talking about things that we really love. And I've always wanted to be like a sports broadcaster type thing. And this gives me the opportunity to kind of be that without having to go to school for all that crap. <laughs> uh, but, I mean, and it also like it gives me and King Uno you know, one-on-one time, so to speak. And, you know, and oh, get... come on, one-on-one time with me. I love you. <laughs> I yeah. love you, star. Even though there's, you know, people in here, 11 people in here. Um, and I, I appreciate everyone that's came in here. Epic, Crash Mandicoot, a.k.a. Mandy. Uh, you know, my newest mod, which is uh, Danielle Marie. Hold on, let me tell her, let me tell her go in the chat. Hold on. Yeah, my newest moderator, Lindsay, who's a supporter. Uh, trying to see who else was in here. Jamal, obviously, I forgot about him. Sorry, Jamal. Uh, I tried to go on your screen. I'm about to see if she's about to go in there. Let me see. Uh, yeah, I, I really appreciate it. And you guys, uh, as you see right there, the, oh, well, not that Jamal last time. Say, fuck me. Oh, man. Uh, but previous comment before Jamal says King Uno does canvases. Make sure you guys keep up on it. Message my gaming page. Message King Uno ENT. Um, find us. We'll get to you. King Uno is a moderator. He actually can see all my messages on Facebook. So I just don't respond because like y'all motherfuckers be weird, but I see this so, shit. Yeah, I, I yeah, I kinda agree. Some of them have been kind of weird. But like, I can not even open the motherfucker. Like, I see this, I just see half of the message. I'm like, nope, man. I'm not yeah, that's I'll let Star King answer that one. Yeah. <laughs> But well, that's going to end it for this portion of the podcast, you guys. There's going to be plenty more to come. Um, that's also going to end this stream, you guys. Thank you guys all so much for tuning in. Trying to see uh, she commented. I told her to go back in your stream because gave her a shout out. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but, to well, uh, pop in real quick. Yeah, little GG's. Yes, Epic. Yes, absolutely. GG's. But again, you guys, thank you so much. Every one of you guys. Uh, you guys got any topics that y'all want us to discuss while we're waiting? Like, any topics you guys want us to discuss, like wrestling related? Like, yeah, let us know. Let we us know. Ideas. Let us know if you guys have any ideas. A certain wrestler, certain faction. Yeah, we'll uh, cover everything. Like, let it, let us know, man. You know, this, this show is for y'all. Like, we do this for you guys to, you know, bring our knowledge and kick it with you guys. So, if you guys want anything or you know, questions or want a certain topic discussed, let us know. We definitely do it. Yeah, absolutely. Owen Hart was my favorite, says Jamal. Oh, we're gonna do that in May. Jamal. What next week we said or something like that? What's that? We said we were gonna cover Owen Hart like in like two weeks or so, something like that. And, and uh, May, in May, yeah, May. Uh, yeah, his yeah. birthday was May seventh. He passed away May twenty twenty six, I think. Nico, what's up? Another mod. I forgot he was in there too. He he redeemed points. Man, fuck Nico. Fuck Nico. Yeah, Nico absolutely. Because he don't love me no more. It's because I'm black. I understand. I might go live on Facebook just for the hell of it. Oh shit, that'll be a change, huh? <laughs> that'll be a change. Neither one of us do that shit no more. I, I go live on Facebook, my, my shit gonna shut down. Yeah, it, it's I don't know. <laughs> I'm gonna go live on Facebook. Hey, what's up? It's your boy, Star King Gaming. 
and wonderful co-host of a wonderful podcast called The Kingdom Talks with Kings. Notice by his absent, King Uno is not here, but that's because we're here to promote something of his. King Uno canvases is something that I can't put into words. Picture perfect quality that you can get at a very inexpensive price. You mentioned my name, you can get up to, get this, $10 off your order. How do you do that? Okay, well, here's the thing. If, if you mention my name, you get $5 off of all your orders. $5 off. That's nice. However, if you are a supporter, you will get an extra $5 off of your purchases. So, King Uno does canvases, and you're probably thinking, what? Why would I need a canvas? Well, canvas can be for any occasion. And I mentioned this before, celebration of life, a kid's birthday, graduation. I know Valentine's Day just passed, but you know what? Mother's Day is coming up here pretty soon. Get a canvas done. And guess what? You won't regret it. I promise you. Grandmas always love to see their grandbabies. Send them a canvas. It's inexpensive. All you have to do is message us. Let us know what you need. We'll make sure it's taken care of, and we'll make sure that you are one happy customer and that the person that is receiving the gift is a happy customer. Now, you're probably wondering, what are the prices? Well, the prices range from $35 to $65. And I mentioned, you mentioned my name, it's actually $30 to $60. And it goes like this. A 15 by 14, which you can see in every single one of my streams, is $30. Now, if you want the product quicker, for expedient shipping, it's going to cost you more. You'll have to deal with that with King Uno. I'm sorry. I can't give you answers because it's all going to based on where you live. You know, it's just one of those things. Now, the sizes are 15 by 14, which is $35. And mention my name is 30. Uh, 16 by 20, if you mention my name, is 45, but they actually go for 50. 16 by 24 is $65, but mention my name, it is $60. And again, you can get a canvas for any occasion. Now... How do you get a hold of us? You message my gaming page, Starkin Gaming on Facebook. You'll find me, beautiful blue logo. That says Starkin Gaming with the eight six in the back as a star. Or, 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 go to King Uno Canvases and message him there. Again, mention my name. You get five dollars off, and if you're a supporter or subscriber on Twitch, you get an extra five dollars. Thank you guys all once again. And y'all have a beautiful, wonderful day. Can't wait to see y'all soon.